0: what is going on guys dk back at you with another video here today on the 10 game nba main slate on wednesday before i get into the video if you guys are new to the channel my name is dk i made daily videos and live stream for nba and nfl sites on DraftKings. I'm now making videos for nba top shot as well got some good news i was able to land a pack uh tonight for nba top shot if you guys are interested in that i should have a video up probably in the next day or two uh opening up that one so Uh, Be on the lookout for that video. If you're unable to watch his YouTube videos, it also up on Apple Podcasts. We'll link down below. It's called the DKDFS Show. If you're interested in in signing up for premium content, offer that on Patreon.com and Esports Package, which includes uh, CSGO, as well as Call of Duty, which is starting back up again Thursday, and then NBA as well. And uh, finally, I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with Underdog Fantasy, uh, they have daily fantasy snake drafts, as well as season-long best ball. So, if you are a best ball player, Underdog Fantasy is definitely for you. Um, after you sign up and make your first deposit, you can use the code DKDFS, DKDFS all one word. You'll get a money back guarantee up to $100. And one more thing before you end the video, I just really want to thank you guys for all your support. Um, you know, we've been getting a lot of views on uh, the live stream. We had. Uh, I think close to 350, 400 concurrent views on the live stream. Um, you guys are liking the videos as well, so really, really do appreciate that. Yeah, the easiest way, way to support me is just uh, leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't know not upload videos, so you don't know when I go live. Um, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow to go over everything and answer all you guys' questions. So um, yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into it. Before we talk about players and their prices for this 10-game slate, let's look back at my lineup here from Tuesday. So, Tuesday, I went with the, the game stack of Atlanta and Houston. And it kind of worked out. Um, you know, Houston had an eight-man rotation. So, that's the reason I was really high in Kevin Porter Jr. and Victor Oladipo. Is just like, besides those two guys, like, who else is going to score the ball? So, Kevin Porter Jr., 34% owned, 46 fancy points. Victor Oladipo, 33% owned, 44 fancy points. 45 fancy points. Now, I did use Talon Horton Tucker as a contrarian value there were some other, you know, probably more optimal value plays, guys like Santa Ransky, who I originally had, but I wanted to get a little bit different. Um, I, I used a chalk John Collins, right? So John Collins, Oladipo, Kevin Porter Jr. is kind of my stack. I used Kenny Martin Jr. as well. Um, might've been a mistake there. Uh, I think I could have, um, I could have definitely pivot, moved down off of maybe a guy Quigley to Santa Ransky and moved up from, from uh, Martin Jr. Now, I did not expect Quickly to play get benched or like he... I mean, not get benched, but he did not play anywhere near what uh, everyone expected. We were all thinking 34, 35 minutes like he has been, been getting. And he played like 24 minutes. So if Quickly gets his 35 minutes, yeah, he for sure goes for 30 plus. So that was a little bit frustrating. He was also very popular in the high dollar stuff, right? 60% owned. So a little bit tilted there um, that they just randomly cut his minutes short. Uh, Moses Brown, 76% owned. I thought he was the clear value play. I had a couple guys in the live stream telling me that he was a bad play. Um, And then Carl Anthony Towns, I use as my contrarian spend up here. So I mean, I talk about this with, in Patreon a lot, a little bit in the YouTube live stream. Normally, my strategy is I will, if I think the chalk is good, I'll play a good amount of the chalk and then get different in a couple of ways. So how I got different was I used a contrarian value in THT and I used uh, Carl Anthony Talents as a up because I like the spot there against Damian Jones and Montrez Harrell. And I use, you know, chalky players, right? John Collins chalk, Moses Brown chalk, quickly chalk. Martin was a little bit lower owned. The Houston guys are about, you know, 33% owned. So um, yeah, that's really it for the look back, guys. Um, we'll see. Right now I'm kind of middle of the pack. If Carlton Talents can have a big game and THT plays like mid-20s Mets, I might be able to sneak into the catch here, into the cash. Uh, but we'll just have to see how it goes. So um, yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. Hope you guys had a good night, and let's see if we can make some money here for this. Nice 10-game slate. So I think we only got four of the 10 games out right now. Let's see. Yeah, for the 10 out, so uh, we have Brooklyn and the Pacers, a 232.5 over-under. The Nets are 3.5-point favorites. Kings and Wizards, a 245.5 over-under. The Wizards are 3-point favorites. Hornets and Nuggets, a 231 over-under. The Nuggets are 6.5-point favorites. And Clippers-Mavs, a 227 over-under. The Clippers are 2.5-point favorites. There's a lot of high-scoring games on the slate. And we'll start off with one of my favorite, if not my favorite games on the slate, Sacramento versus Washington. Sacramento, the good thing I will say about the, the amazing thing I'll say about this game is Sacramento runs a super tight rotation, seven, eight man rotation, also no Bagley. So there is, uh, you know, this team looks very appealing in just the best possible spot. And then on the opposite side with Washington, we know where the scoring is coming from, right? It's Westbrook and Beale. So all that being said, this game makes for a perfect stack for, for tournaments. Now it's going to be popular, definitely, but. Um, yeah, I am very, very high in this game. So we'll start with De'Aaron Fox at 9.2K. Once again, I think this price will scare some people off. Love the spot. Um, you know, two of the fastest-playing teams, two of the, two of the worst defensive teams in the league going up against each other. So I do like Fox at the top. Absolutely love Rashawn Holmes at 6'7". With no, or Marvin Bagley went down in the middle of that game. He played 41 minutes. As long as he stays out of foul trouble... Rashawn Holmes should be able to have a big game. So really do look Rashawn Holmes at the top. Barnes, Buddy Healed, I think are perfectly fine as well. These guys are going to have to do a little bit more with no Marvin Bagley. They're both decent options. Now, Halliburton started the second half with no Marvin Bagley. If he starts this game, I think he's actually a pretty decent play in the mid range. Since coming back from the injury, hasn't been amazing, but the upside is there with it, right? He's got it. So I'm, if he does start, I would have some interest in Halliburton in the mid-range. And then Whiteside is currently questionable. Um, if he does play, I would assume he plays the backup five. We'll see. So maybe Holmes loses a, loses a few minutes. Uh, keep an eye on that one. If he doesn't, then it's probably just going to be a Bielitsa and Corey Joseph off the bench. And it honestly could be a seven-man rotation. So Bielitsa, you know, if there's no Whiteside, he might play a little bit of the backup five. Maybe he plays close to the 20-minute mark. Again, risky play. And Corey Joseph. Um, not the best point-printed guy, but yeah, those two will will for sure play off the bench, but I think they're uh, neither are priorities for me. On the Washington side, again, Westbrook and Beal, as always, I do prefer Russell Westbrook, even with $1,000, um, you know, or even though he's over $1,000 more than Bradley Beal, and like I always say, it's because of the peripherals. You guys know this by now, if you've been watching my videos with Westbrook and Beal, I will always lean towards Westbrook. Now, there's definitely games where Beal will outscore Westbrook, but... Uh, he also has a lower floor. So um, I prefer Westbrook's even with uh, the $1,100 premium. Brad Beal at 9.3k, I think is a good play. Like I said, you can definitely game stack this game. A little riskier because he won't do as much as many of the peripheral stats. But um, yeah, like both the, the Washington guards at the top. Rui, I'll pass. Uh, Denny, Avijaz at 4k. D- has played 35 and 31 Mets the last couple games. Keep an eye on... Um, Bertrand is back. Is not in the injury report. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Because he missed... I think he missed that last game, did he not? I thought Bertans missed a... Oh, he missed that that Milwaukee in between. So, either way, though, the minutes are trending down on Bertans up on Just. So, I can see taking a shot there. The centers, I'm just... I'm just not doing it. I'm just... You know, people try to go to Alex Len. Uh, only played 18 minutes. It just... It's a, literally a roulette wheel Where uh, with the Washington centers. Now, moving on to Toronto and Detroit. The big news you got to keep an eye on is the, the availability of Pascal Siakam. And he was cleared to practice, so I assume he's going to be able to play. We'll see. If he does play and there's no limitations, I actually think he's a pretty good option at that price. Would prefer him to Lowry. Now, Van Fleet, doubtful, so don't expect him to play. If both Van Fleet and Siakam are out, then, it, then it's kind of the same thing with Toronto. Uh, it's Lowry at the top, Norman Powell as well. Boucher more of a tournament play. And then that that would probably be it. Value I don't know if I would ha- I don't know if I would go there. So keep an eye on that Pascal Siakam news. It is pretty big. Yeah, Boucher is the seven one minutes just fluctuate with him. So it's like again strictly a tournament play. If Pascal Siakam plays, I'm probably not. Gonna, I'll probably just avoid him. Norman Powell has been shooting the ball really well. Um, you know he's a guy that if there's no Siakam, is going to be in the number two on offense and will get a ton of shot attempts up. So yeah, if he's out, if Siakam's out, I think Powell's a pretty good play there in the mid range. And that's probably it for me for Toronto. I don't really want to mess with the value. Moving on to Detroit, Jeremy Grant, just more of a contrarian play. Even at this price point, I just he's been a little bit too up and down for me to feel super confident there. Mason Plumlee losing minutes. DeLon Wright has played over 30 in back-to-back games. I think he's kind of a fair play in the mid-range if you land on him. Not really interested in Sadiq Bey, uh, Wayne Ellington, Magruder, both questionable. Keep an eye on that as well. Dennis Smith Jr., Isaiah Stewart at 3.9K. He's been playing the backup five. He should play about 20 to 25 minutes. I think he's an okay value play just because his role is kind of defined, right? Uh, We know he's going to get around 20 to 25 minutes. And that's probably it. I mean, if all these guys are out, maybe, like, you can look to a guy like Sabin Lee at 3'6". He'll probably have to play more for value. So, yeah, keep an eye on, on that Detroit News, the guys like Allenton, Magruder, and uh, Dennis Bitt Jr. Brooklyn and Indiana. So, on the Brooklyn side, Harden, Kyrie at 10'9", and 9one care especially. I think they're both solid plays. I wouldn't say either is a priority. If I had to pick, it would I would lean Harden just because uh, he has a much higher floor with uh, the assist, 15 assists, 15 boards. He's had a triple double in three of the last four games. So, would prefer Harden to Kyrie, Again, he's safer now. Kyrie Irving has still been, you know, playing well. He just won't do as much of the peripherals, and it's the same thing basically with Westbrook and Beal, right? And it's the reason why I prefer Westbrook, and I still even with the uh, what $1,800 premium, I will prefer Harden to Kyrie. DeAndre Jordan, it just seems priced about right there, five two. I will mention again, Claxton continues to play around. 15 to 18 minutes and is a solid point per minute guy. He's pretty like a pretty similar play to like a Javel McGee, right? Like a good point per minute guy, but not going to play a ton of minutes. So I think he's a viable uh, tournament play on the Pacers side. So Demonte Sabonis uh, price came down a bit on him to 9.4 K did only play 31 uh, minutes at last game, but I think normally we probably get uh 35 to 40 good matchup. Uh, yes. Lavert is in this offense now, which is, you know, a higher usage guy that is now, Uh, in the offense. So slight hit to him, but the matchup is phenomenal. So I do still, I do have interest in uh, Sabonis at the top. With Brogdon and Levert, I know it's a revenge game for Karis Levert, but they're, you know, taking easy a a little bit on his minutes, right? 27, 29. If he's only going to play about 30 minutes, I think he's more of a secondary play. Now Malcolm Brogdon is just playing more minutes. So that's why I prefer him to Levert. I think he plays about 35. Um, So yeah, would prefer Brogdon to Levert. Again, love the matchup. That's probably it. Like, Miles Turner's at 5.9K. He'll play about 30 minutes. He's a good shot blocker. He kind of needs one of those games where he has like five blocks, right? He had five blocks and still only went for 29 fancy points. So, again, he's an ROI GBP play, but nothing I would get to with confidence there. Milwaukee and Philadelphia. So, for some reason, they just continue to price Giannis at 11K. I know the matchup's not as good against Washington here against Philly. You know, Philly actually is pretty solid defensively, but I still like Giannis at the top. I think he's one of the safest spend ups of the state. In close games, is gonna play thirty-five plus minutes. So do like Giannis a good amount. Drew Holiday at six point three K should play over thirty minutes. I think is like an okay play there in the mid range. And then like the centers are both secondary options for me with Bobby, uh, Bobby Portis and Brook Lopez Lopez a little bit safer because of the minutes, Bobby Portis minutes fluctuate when he does play over 20. There's probably a good chance he will get there. Uh, but again, more of a tournament play because uh, those minutes are never secure on the Philadelphia side. So still no and Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris with their respective prices. I think are both pretty decent options. Um, you know Ben Simmons played 34 minutes against the Knicks, one for 42 fancy points again, almost a triple double. That's the kind of stat line you expect from Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris one for 48 fancy points. He had a good shooting game. So you know when when shooting well, um, you know Tobias is a guy that can go for 50 plus, but he's not going to do as uh, much of the peripheral stats. So I think Ben Simmons is probably be a little bit of the safer play to Tobias Harris, but both look pretty decent uh, at their respective prices. Dwight Howard's still a little bit too pricey for me. Tony Bradley started only. What do you play? They don't have a stat line up. I think he only played 17 minutes. So if he starts again, yes, he's in play, but um, there's no guarantee that he's going to play like 25 minutes. Boston and Cleveland. So Boston Tatum, Brown, Kemba, all secondary plays. Really, the guy I'm looking to with uh, assuming Thompson is out again is Daniel Tice. He had a massive game today, one for 39 fantasy points. I expect him to start again if there's no Thompson and play, you know, somewhere around 25 to 30 minutes. I really would like Daniel Tice if he starts again with no uh, Tristan Thompson. Then Robert Williams, I would say more of the tournament play, uh, you know, played 22 minutes. He's been a phenomenal point per minute guy, but the price is just, this is why he's more of a tournament play where Tice is more of the cash game play, in my opinion, if there's no Tristan Thompson. So keep an eye on that one. Moving on to Cleveland, not a ton of love here. Jarrett Allen still seems a little bit too pricey. Sexton, Garland, no thank you. Larry Nance, well, he started, uh, he did play 38 minutes tonight, so those minutes went way up. If he starts again, okay, I could I get to some Larry Nance. So, yeah, keep an eye on that starting lineup, but uh, that's good to see that he played 38 minutes. And then JaVale McGee, again, kind of the same thing like Nick's, Nick Claxton. He played 21 minutes. Uh, he went for 33 faints points. Wouldn't expect that again. Normally, we're going to get around... 15 ish from him again he's a good point printed guy so we could see taking a shot on him in tournaments golden state and houston this is a pretty appealing game uh let's start off with the golden state's head so steph curry houston not great defensively like him a lot at the top the one concern is can houston keep this game close I really like Draymond. I know he burned me last game, but also was a blowout. Like sure, he wasn't on pace for a massive game, but if that same game stays close and he plays his normal 36 minutes, he probably goes for closer to the 30 fantasy point mark. Again, wasn't wasn't on pace for a big game, but I want to point this out like in close games, Draymond Green has been phenomenal. You know, Utah 36 minutes, 56 fantasy points, Portland 36 minutes, 40 fantasy points, Charlotte 36 minutes, 61 fantasy points. 36 minutes, 47 fancy points, 45 fancy points, right? So, that was just kind of an anomaly, plus the blowout. So, I'm not super worried about it. The, the only concern I have with Draymond, I will say, is blowout, right? Can Houston keep this game close? If they can, I am very high on Steph Curry and very high on Draymond Green. Oubre, Wiggins, nah. James Wiseman at 4-6 did play 28 minutes of last game, if he plays somewhere in the mid-20s minutes, I think he's definitely someone we could look to for value because he's actually a solid point-printed guy. Uh, Jordan Poole, very reliant in the scoring. Um, I would say he's a pretty risky value play, but has been getting uh, you know decent run off the bench. And on the Houston side, so we got news that Victor Oladipo, not expected to play, isn't expected to be available. Um, I think John Wall is already out as well. Uh, won't play in Wednesday's game yet. And then Christian Wood, I think, is doubtful. He's already been ruled out for Tuesday. I don't expect him to play in this game. We'll see. I expect all three of those guys to be out. So that being said, you're going to want Houston exposure. Now we have a couple guys also questionable: uh, Dan House and David and are not David Nwaba and Ben McElmoor. They're actually if Christian Wood doesn't play and Oladipo doesn't play, they're going to need one of those two to be active because otherwise they're not going to have eight healthy bodies, right? So let's just say all the guys that are questionable are out. And again, Oladipo, so let's say he's out. That's only seven, right? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So Houston needs one of those guys to play. If they have another eight-man rotation and there's no Oladipo and no Christian Wood, I love Kevin Porter Jr. Played him tonight at pretty low ownership. Went for 46 fancy points. He will be their clear number one in options. So love KPJ. Uh, Jay Sean Tate had a big game. He had a massive game. I did not expect that type of game from Jay Sean Tate, but he flashes upside one for 46 fancy points. I honestly wasn't really considering him on this slate and he went off. Now that will raise the ownership, but uh, but again, if it's if it's an eight man rotation, then yeah, I have some interest in Jay Sean Tate. Uh, again, Kenny Martin Jr. Played 34 minutes. Wasn't amazing, but also in play just because they're so short-handed. Patton, a 4.8 K. The mitts have actually been trending down in him. So he's someone I probably wouldn't get to. Sterling Brown at 4.6, played 36 minutes. Um, I like him for value. Um, Anthony Lamb at three two probably wouldn't go there. I think if I'm gonna take a shot and one of the really cheap guys would be Mason Jones, who how many minutes did he play tonight? Seventeen. You know, maybe pushes for for around the twenty minute mark. So yeah, really Houston's a team uh you're definitely gonna want some exposure to, depending on new. So keep an eye on you know Odepo. Don't expect him to play. Keep an eye on Wood, uh, House, Malcolmore. All right, four games left, San Antonio-Chicago, another pretty appealing game, in my opinion. Uh, on the San Antonio side, we'll start at the top of DeJount Tim Murray at 7'5". He is their number one on offense, no DeMar DeRozan. Um, like him as a tournament play, uh, you know, again, great matchup, a guy that has of upsides. I do like him at the top. Jakob Pertl, finally flashed him upside, one for 41. fancy points, also had four blocks, you know, probably plays around the 30-minute mark, so I think he's a fair play at his respective price. Derek White, I'm still not over that. His foul trouble, uh, you know, five fouls that last game. But he's a guy that does have upside, so I'm intrigued by him in tournaments. Uh, it's hard to trust. Uh, again, he's been very up and down. Same thing with Keldon Johnson. We really haven't seen a big game from him lately. But earlier in the season, we were seeing some pretty big games from him. So, like, those two are intriguing for tournaments. Rudy Gay, don't love the price on him. Patty Mills, Lonnie Walker, just kind of, like, fine options for value. Um, both should get some decent run in a good matchup. And I will mention Drew Eubanks at 3-1, 19, 24, 22 minutes. So has got extended a little bit because of the blowout. But um, yeah, I could see taking a shot on him for uh, tournaments as a contrarian value play. On the Chicago side, so Zach Levine mentioned him as a contrarian play that I did like tonight. Went shot 15 of 21 for 53 fancy points, 40 real-life points. Again, good matchup here. So, and the price came down a little bit. I'm fine with Levine once again for tournaments. Still don't know if he's a cash game play. Now, again a guy I originally had, um, played 31 minutes, uh, went for 31 fantasy points. He's been playing really well uh, in his, his first couple starts here. If he starts again, I think he's one of the better value plays for sure. Uh, on the slate, Thad Young at 6K also started, but the minutes trended down. He's, he's been playing, I mean, when he's out there, he's a phenomenal point-per-minute guy. But um, I just think he's kind of just secondary play. And that's probably... Otto Porter, how many minutes did he play tonight? Only 19. Yeah. So, yeah, Sandoransky for value. Zach Levine at the top. Miami and Memphis. Honestly, not a ton of love on the Miami side. It's going to be Jimmy Butler for me, and that's probably it, because he just continues to get it done no matter the matchup. A blowout against Cleveland. 50 plus fancy points. So Jimmy is playing out of his mind right now. It's basically him and that's it. On the Memphis side, Jonas Valanciunas has been playing really well recently. 67, 44, 49 fancy points in three of the last four games. Now, Bam actually is a pretty solid defender. So again, more of a contrarian play. John Morant, the same thing. Miami is actually a good defensive team. So those two, both GPP only plays. And with them being fully healthy, I'm probably not going to get to any value on Memphis. Charlotte, Denver. On the Charlotte side, LaMelo Ball, lost minutes last game. No foul trouble. Only played 25 minutes, so can't really go there with confidence. Gordon Hayward, a little bit too pricey. Uh, no one really stands out for me on Charlotte. I know this is a bigger Denver team, uh, but they still have BMBO they can use. Like Cody Zeller did only play 19 minutes the last game. I just, I don't know if I get to anyone on the Charlotte side. And the Denver side, really like Jokic as long as Charlotte can keep it close. And Charlotte, again, I will give them credit. They've been playing well this year. Um, I think they've, they're have over 500 uh, record. so uh, if this game does stay close, you could see a massive, massive game for Nikola Jokic. So really do like him at the top. Murray MPJ, more contrarian GBP plays. Will Barton continues to get it done. He also continues to play big minutes. If he's going to play about 35 minutes a night, then I have envisioned in Will Barton. I know, right? He's been playing well. Um, I don't think he continues this level of production. But like, like I said, 35 minutes, 5-4. I'm, I'm intrigued by Will Barton there in the mid-range. Other than that, like Dozier, Campozo, uh, both these guys should play around 20 minutes for value. Um, yeah, they're they're in play, but I don't know if either is a necessity with other value that is already on the slate. Finally, the Clippers and the Mavs. So Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, their respective prices, I think both look pretty decent. Kawhi a lot safer with Paul George, kind of struggling shooting recently. Uh, played 40 minutes, went for 50 fancy points. So I do think Kawhi is one of the better spin-ups of the slate. Uh, still no Pat Beverly, so Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson should start. at point should play mid mid twenty, so maybe thirty minutes. So I think again, fine play in the mid range. The big news is Serge Ibaka. If Serge Ibaka is in fact out, I really like a Vicia Zubac. Played thirty five minutes the last game. So if there's no Ibaka, I think Zubac is a really really good value play. Also Marcus Morris. He got inserted in the starting lineup for Nick Batum. Played thirty one minutes. And they said he's going to continue to start. So I like Zubac. I like Marcus Morris, especially if there's no uh, Sergi Baca. Finally, Dallas. It's Luka and Porzingis. Again, Luka, the much safer play. He had a big game last game. Went for 68. Fancy points. So do like Luka, the top. Again, Porzingis only for tournaments value-wise, there's really just not a ton I love here for uh, the maps, And I think that is going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it. the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos, you know, live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so make sure to check it out, guys. Thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow.